Once again, it is Wrestle Week for Limitless Wrestling. If you survived dancing on thin ice last Friday in Herman, Maine, here's hoping you're ready for some fresh blood this Saturday in Yarmouth, Maine. Hi, everyone. My name is Josh Nason, and this is the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about not only the best damn indie promotion in the state, not only one of the best in New England, but one of the best in the whole damn country. That, of course, being Limitless Wrestling. On this week's show, we'll talk about Dancing on the Nice. We're going to preview this Saturday's Fresh Blood and whatever else comes up, as it always does. Like last week, I'm joined by the man behind Limitless Wrestling, the one and only Randy Carver, and color commentator extraordinaire, top shelf, Troy Nelson. Randy, and I'll lead off with you. How's your key demo doing? My key demo, Christ. <laughs> I'm not posting about ratings every week, but uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, had a fun time in Herman on Friday. I think everybody enjoyed it, and we're, we're back at it once again this Saturday. Fresh blood. Love it. Love it. And, of course, Troy, your key demo is always 21-plus, and what's on tap to make? It's a very strange thing to say out loud. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good to see you again, Josh. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, uh, coming off a big, big Limitless show last week up in Herman, Maine. Uh, let's do it again this weekend. What do you say? Can we do it this weekend, Randy? absolutely we're, awesome. we're gonna fresh blood Perfect. a lot of new faces yeah we're gonna talk all about fresh blood and obviously how you can get tickets limited limited limitless tickets for the saturday no big surprise there how you can get them line up all that good stuff but before we can go ahead we gotta look back dancing on thin ice this past friday herman maine and randy i obviously this was a uh another a successful return to herman maine but We'd like to go behind the scenes, talk about kind of, you know, this is one of the big things that kind of makes this podcast what it is. However much details you want to give, I, I know you had, uh, I'm privileged to know some information, so I want to give the floor to you and tell us every, everything that was going on behind the scenes that made this quite the day on Friday. Yeah, um, this was one of the hardest shows to execute, I think, ever. <laughs> it was just uh, a really trying day, uh, and I was like, I woke up in the morning like an hour later than I'd usually for a show day because I knew I only had that like 40 minute drive to Herman and it was a easier local show. I didn't have a ton of flights to like worry about and lose sleep about. Uh, I was pretty confident it was going to be a good day. <laughs> and uh, geez, come to find out, I think it was like halfway through the day, um, probably like four, four thirty in the afternoon, no fans in there. Uh, we found that a, uh, zipper bag that had some float money and i think probably someone assumed all the money but uh there was a zip up bag that had uh, all the tickets for the night all the reserve tickets some tickets for this coming show fresh blood so uh that got swooped up and was gone and has not been found uh we have no idea uh very disheartening and just like shitty you know all around there's no other way to put it to you know think about people who are uh you know, in that room at that time on your team, you know what I mean? And something goes missing. Uh, There's not a lot of places to look, but we couldn't find it. So that was a bummer. And that was a lot of the day trying to figure out where that shit went. And then like half an hour before the show, uh, we're doing a music test. And uh, Ethan Scott's laptop was like on the fritz with the music program. No fault of his uh, is something that happens. But like, unfortunately, we just didn't know it until about 25 minutes before fans were coming through <laughs> and we just oh had God. no great alternative at the moment to like figure out what to do in that scenario. Cause he had all the music, but his computer's on the fritz now. So 
Uh, luckily, Dylan Nix, one of our students, uh, saved the day. He had his laptop. He's always like overprepared for events, which is uh, <clears throat> you have to be if you're going to any show as an independent wrestler, or if you're, even if you're helping out. Like you could save the show in a scenario like this, and he did. Uh, had his laptop there. We were able to throw his hard drive in, rip the songs that we needed. We even got some of the intermission playlist and threw it on his computer with one minute to spare. I think we opened doors a minute late, and that's why. Is because we were just like trying to get all this fucking music into his program. Haven't ever had something like that happen, especially so last minute. We've had like speakers blow and shit, but like, of course, this was the show where we, uh, in knock on wood, I think we've rectified the audio and the microphone issues that we've been having over the past few months. Uh, new speaker system, courtesy of Ryan Curry. We have a new microphone system as well and that went super smooth but we couldn't test it till super last minute because of everything going on so yeah uh, very stressful leading up to the show to say the least so i didn't really i didn't get to see a lot of people before the show um it was just super chaotic so on, on the tickets front uh so if some some people may be listening be like oh what about my tickets that i have to pick up for saturday or anything like that were there any issues on on friday or just because kind of everyone was cool and kind of do what you do no, um, luckily, and like, it's a huge thank you to whoever's listening to this podcast who may have experienced any issues or, uh, I know I was like, <laughs> there are a few people in the parking lot who like, uh, I was a little short with like, just going back and forth to the SUV. Like I just didn't have a chance to talk cause I was looking for that shit. Um, but like, uh, no, I, I didn't, I didn't hear of any issues at the door. Uh, there were no like tickets on hold for this coming weekend show. So it was more so we were going to have them on hand if anybody wanted to buy them um, that night for the upcoming show. But uh, no, there was no, no one's tickets were lost and everybody I talked to the people at the door. Uh, they were super cool at the door. They understood the situation and uh, we had no issues with uh, no issues to my knowledge, at least of anybody uh, getting in there and finding their seating and any of that stuff. So um, it was all good on that front, but it was just, uh quite a quite a wrench in the situation you know what i mean yeah i don't quote fred durst often but just one of those days yeah it was one of those days i was uh <laughs> i was ready ready for it to be over before it started because it just seemed like it would be a uh never-ending day of bad shit happening but uh it turned uh, out to be a really awesome night at the end of the night the show really changed my mind on the day troy as you were there were you kind of feeling some some weird vibes or anything or was everything good on your end uh, everything was good on my end. On evenings, especially on a Friday show, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, I, uh, I'll get there a little bit later. I usually have everything organized in my binder for commentary and stuff. I got to the building at about 7.05 as planned. That was the plan. Uh, I didn't see Randy until intermission. And I said, hey, hey, Randy. And he goes, hello, Troy. And we just go about our business. <laughs> you know, I know he's busy. And, uh, you know, I got to close down the bar. You know, the bar, I can't leave the bar in the hands of these kids on a Friday night. They don't know what they're doing without me. They're lost. But um, <laughs> that's the thing. So, no, nothing seemed out of order. I think, you know, obviously it's stressful on Randy's part. In my head, there's only one thing I think about when I hear missing tickets. I'm a collector of uh, many curios in professional wrestling. So, I'm sure there's somebody out there that is a tiny bit heartbroken uh, about not having the physical ticket because part of the Part of the pizzazz of Limitless Wrestling is those tickets are collector's items. You don't know who you're going to get on your ticket. It's a nice thing to get signed by somebody after the show, if your favorite wrestler's on the ticket or something. So that's cool. 
So it does stink that that happened, but I think the good thing about the Limitless Wrestling Faithful is that we have a majority, and I say a strong majority, some of the best fans in the world. They're honest people. No one's trying to sneak into seats that aren't theirs. Nobody's trying to, uh, you know, be somewhere they're not supposed to be. Everybody wants to enjoy the show. Everybody wants everybody else to enjoy the show. And I think that's one of the best parts of the Limitless fan. So obviously stressful for Randy, but things always come together here at Limitless at the end of the day. And I think that's, that's what matters most. That's very true. And having worked in pro sports for six years, seven years, something like that, and having done music, I, I can I, I I can relate. Shit happens, and you have to, if you're putting on events, and, and, and you know this better than anyone, Randy, is that you just have to, you have a good people around you, and you're going to be willing to go with the flow and just do the best you can. Sometimes that's that's all you can do because it is what it is. You can't go in a time machine and jump back and figure anything out. You just have to you have to do what you do. And and uh, and, and to Troy's point, Limitless fans are great. You know, we understand, we get it. I mean, for Christ's sake, people help put up a steel cage that broke during one of the matches Correct. because they wanted to see it. This is this is what you what everyone has built, right? So you guys kind of do what you do. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a different breed for sure of uh, fans that we have for Limitless Wrestling, wherever they're from. And uh, they're very understanding. We had uh, we had no problems. And if anybody is that collector who did not get their ticket, uh, I'd be happy to print some off and send them to you. So uh, get a hold of us on a social media account or our email, uh, limitlesswrestling at yahoo.com, and we can sort that out. So let's get some of the in-ring action, fellas. So dance on thin ice and... We'll uh, we'll talk about this uh, this card here that happened last Friday in Herman, Maine. We open up with Rip Bison against Champ Matthews. So let's go into this Rip Bison picking up the victory. And Troy, uh, tell us all about this one. Really interesting when you have to change up on very short notice. Uh, Ripper didn't know who his opponent was going to be until Friday after a switch and change. We'll talk more about that later. But uh, Champ Matthews, suitable replacement? No, not just suitable replacement active competitor one half of the competition uh if you don't have time to prepare for that you don't you're not aware of it that could pose a problem especially when his tag team partner was on the outside uh and that was certainly what was happening during that match connor murphy uh there at every beck and call of champ matthews the tag specialist um ripper was at a disadvantage and was still able to pull out the victory which i think was very impressive uh considering that he was preparing for Ricky Smokes, and then you change the guard. You have an even more seasoned vet. Sorry, not even more seasoned vet. R- Ricky Smokes is very talented. He's young, though. Um, Champ Matthews has the miles. So Rip Bison was in for perhaps even bigger of a test, and he passed with flying colors, in my opinion. Randy, your thoughts? Yeah, I thought this was uh, a really fun way to open the show. And like Troy said, Rip Bison, no real time to game plan, but obviously – uh, Champ Matthews, no stranger to a limitless locker room, especially over the past year and a half, uh, returning to limitless beside Connor Murphy. Uh, they returned on the road, the competition collectively and, uh, picked up some very impressive tag team victories over the past year and a half in limitless wrestling. But now Champ Matthews, we've seen more and more, especially throughout the state of Maine. If you pay attention to the independent scene, both Champ and Connor also getting it done in singles competition. So, uh, this wasn't something totally out of the ordinary for Champ Matthews, despite being a tag team specialist, but I think even more impressive for Rip Bison, who was able, able to overcome, obviously, Connor Murphy, you know, trying to catch a body from the floor 
and the aerial assault from Champ Matthews, which Rip Bison impressively uh, had a uh, counter for. And you got to you got to imagine that some of the same preparation that he would have done for Ricky Smokes, I assume he would have done for Champ Matthews as well. Yeah, and Champ Matthews, one of the uh, more interesting stories out of the the, the pandemic era of Eliminus, him and uh, and, and Connor coming back in the fold, and uh, some some may, may want to do a little bit more of a deep dive on. Uh, in the future, Randy talking about the road. Um, so we'll get to that some other time. So let's go to the second match of the night. Becca defeating Brad Cashew in just 31 seconds. Randy, what did you see of this? I guess I, I would say, what do you see of this? You, you saw it like quickly. Uh, yeah, you, you blink and you missed it just about. But you did not miss Brad Cashew, who for, I don't know, three or four minutes was lecturing the crowd in Herman, Maine. I, I can't wait to hear the commentary. On Interesting that stuff. Before. I will tell you this. Uh, interesting stuff. Maybe, um, there were, there were people looking around, looking back to the sound table, asking for the microphone to be cut, um, ruthless and Herman. They, they were not in for a learning experience that night, but, uh, Becca was in for a match. She was there ready to compete. Brad Cashew left an open invitation to the locker room and Becca accepted and, uh, did not take her eye off the ball for one moment. Brad Cashew maybe taking her a little too lightly. Becca able to pin him for the count of three in just 31 seconds. And I've got to check with Michael Labby, but I do believe that could be the quickest match in Limitless Wrestling history. So, uh, Troy, obviously 31 seconds, not a lot of time. Um, so, I mean, have you ever had a match this short? Uh, I'm going to answer that and give my entire thoughts on this match in 31 seconds. I actually have a stopwatch here for 31 seconds, and I would like to talk about the match and to answer your question in 31 seconds and start now. Uh, when I wrestled smart Mark Sterling back in November of 2016, we both got double disqualified when we kicked each other in the nuts at the same time match was restarted in theory. That might be the quickest match in limitless wrestling history, but it was restarted. So that doesn't count. Brad cash. was a very talented competitor and he took his eyes off the prize. Anybody can get caught. Brad Cashew got caught. He was, like you said, he was winning the match for, you know, 27 seconds of that match, but it was the final four that mattered most. Brad's an excellent competitor. He'll be back, but wins and losses count. He could not afford to lose that one. I don't know if you can hear it. I'm going to put this up here. Do you hear this? Ready? That's my timer going off. That's uh, 31 seconds on Brad Cashew and Becca. That's that's what I Troy, I don't know if you've heard this before. That was a, that's a pretty good performance for 31 seconds. A pretty book, yeah. Usually, a lot of my performances usually go about 90 seconds, you know. Oh, we're talking about wrestling. Sorry, um, yeah, you know, but like I said, uh, Brad is an excellent competitor, he's very smart, maybe too smart for his own good because he ended up, you know, he could not cash the check. The, uh, sorry, his mouth could not cash the check that he uh tried to cash there. What's the, what's the old saying here? Sorry, I'm drinking a 10% beer from Maine that I had on my <laughs> list that I got this weekend. I can talk about that in a bit. But like <laughs> what I'm trying to say is Brad Cash was very educated and he always says he has a 3.75 at Boston University. Well, he has a 4.0 in wrestling. He got caught. We all get caught sometimes. But Brad did not pick up the victory in the Fatal 4-Way at the last show. Uh Brad Cashew did defeat Kevin Koo, but he has a mixed bag. And I think he needs to be focusing a little bit less on running his mouth and a little bit more on who's in front of him because that might not be the only time that, that happens to him. Mm. That's all I'm saying. And, of course, Becca, the uh, the new spelling of her name, all caps, the three instead of the E, the heir of Becca's arrived, Randy. I think, uh, I think she's ready. Hey, I mean, this was impressive. I mean, uh, like Troy was saying, Brad Cashew's super impressive in the ring thus far. 
Uh, he's earned his opportunities in Limitless Wrestling, but it's equally impressive to see Becca be able to defeat him in 31 seconds and catch him in a bad predicament. So uh, Becca's just been really, her stock has been rising in Limitless Wrestling. She's stacking victories at this point, and uh, she's got a big match that we're going to talk about later coming up this Saturday that if she can pull off the victory, I mean, we got to be looking at title contention down the road eventually for someone like Becca. Next up on the list, a little bit of a different uh, match than was previously scheduled. Max Smashmaster and Mortar with the one and only Sydney Bacabella defeating the main event fan favorites in the tag team division here in Limitless Wrestling. And, and Troy, when a new team comes in, obviously, as Randy mentioned, they want to make a big impact. And tell us what you saw from uh, this uh, debut outing here at Limitless for uh, Smashmaster and Mortar. Absolutely, as a team at least. Uh, Sydney Bacabella and I go way back. Randy will be the first to tell you that. Yes, um, they do. I said it on commentary. I, I did, in fact, defeat every charge that Sydney Bacabella brought to the table back in 2017 to combat me. I'm left to believe that if he brought either Mortar or Max Smashmaster at the time, my dear friend, uh, I probably would not have done too well. Uh, that's the interesting thing about Max and I. I, I have known Max Smashmaster a long time. Uh, when he gets in the zone, though, it, it can be hard to kind of talk some sense into him. And him and Sydney have always seemed to look eye to eye. Um, Sydney Bacabella sees dollars, and Max Smashmaster sees dollars, usually those two meet. Adding mortar to the fray, uh, Max Smashmaster's, you know, kind of like a prized student almost. Um, it spelled disaster for the main event. Main event coming off their first victory against whatever it takes back in September. I thought that they were going to have a chance to build on it, but I mean, they were the one that kind of answered the challenge. And I'm looking at this on paper and I'm like, I don't like this matchup for them. I don't. Um, obviously they've had more, you know, time as a team together in limitless, but you know, the amount of time that max spends with mortar and under the guideful eye now of Sydney Bacabella, um, Tag team division put on notice here. Absolutely. Here at Limitless Wrestling. Um, I don't know who's going to be in the way next of Max and Mortar, but I'm, I'm glad it's not me. Mm. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm, interesting stuff. Always good to uh, have some new tag teams in the mix for Limitless. And we go to what I have heard from a very smart person. I've heard one of the Limitless matches of the year. Alec Price, the prize. Going up against Eddie Edwards, former Impact World Champion, mainstay in that promotion, all that good stuff. Alec Price picking up the victory, the Battle of Massachusetts, if it, if you will. Randy, tell us all about this one. This one I heard was, uh, I, I have not seen it yet. Looking forward to it. I heard it was awesome. Man, uh, and Troy's going to tell you the same thing. It was awesome. Uh, it certainly is one of the matches of the year because I just... It's one of those matches you just could not take your attention away from no matter what. Like you just wanted to see what was going to happen next. And uh, Alec Price really had to weather the storm of Eddie Edwards here. It was really a test of his will and how much he could take from Eddie Edwards, who just had some kind of alternative at every turn for what Alec Price was throwing at him. And it was such an intriguing matchup. A heavy hitter like Eddie Edwards, Alec Price, an insane athlete, a freak athlete. And he had to pull everything out of his repertoire to get it done here with, against Eddie. And just uh, incredible, incredible stuff. Alec Price is on the run of his life right now. And he needs to be going into this Saturday against JT Dunn. The biggest match, I think, of his limitless wrestling career. But if, if him and JT is the biggest of his career, and I think the result depends on that, 
I think Eddie Edwards is a close second because Alec Price had to test himself. He had to test every part of his being against Eddie Edwards and just an incredible contest. People were on their feet. Eddie brings the fight anytime he's in the ring and uh, obviously did not want to go home the loser at the end of the night. But uh, an incredible showing from both guys. You have to go out of your way to watch this once it drops. Troy, what else can you add to that? It was the Battle of Boston. Eddie Edwards from Boston proper. Alec Price, an easty kid to the nth degree. Gritty. Gritty is what can be described as both of these guys. But it was just both guys brought out the absolute best in each other. Each strike landing flush and each guy able to get back up and say, give me more. Um, Alec Price showed up for work. And that isn't to say that he doesn't always because he does. But if he didn't show up 110% for this contest, not only was he going to lose, he was going to get hurt. Eddie Edwards is a killer, man. Diehard Eddie Edwards. Um, 20-year veteran of the, of the New England scene. Um, and Alec Price really rose to the occasion. And I wouldn't say that I'm surprised. I knew Alec Price was going to be tested. But I originally thought that you know, this is a rough matchup for him to have to go into one week before taking on JT Dunn in a number one contenders match. This is tough. This could lose some steam for Alec. If Eddie wins, which was what I thought was going to happen. I mean, it could be him out him versus JT next week, just as easily, maybe making a triple threat or something. But Alec price was able to land that kick that surprise. He calls it. That's the surprise. Actually, the, uh, the the surprise, the kick. And when that kick lands flush on the back of your head, that lights out for anybody, anybody, even Eddie Edwards. This is huge momentum for him going into the contest with JT Dunn, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But my hat's off to both competitors. Alec Price is the one to watch going into 2022, uh, not just at Limitless Wrestling, but independent wrestling as a whole. My God. Mm. My God. We'll talk more about Alec Price in just a few minutes as we look ahead to Fresh Blood. Let's keep going on Dancing on Thin Ice. Anything goes. Speaking of hard hitting, we knew this was going to be hard hitting going into this. Alexander Lee versus Slade. Anything goes. Alexander Lee picking up the victory over Slade. And Troy, we'll start with you this time. I mean, people are going to want to see this in IWTV, but how do you describe the madness, memorable spots, crazy shit? Hit us with it. Slade is terrifying. Alexander Lee is a crazy person for agreeing to have a second bout with Slade with no rules. Their first match was brutal enough back at the beginning of August with rules, with a 10 count on the floor, with a disqualification readily available if someone gets out of line. Um, Alexander Lee rose to the occasion. He, he surprised me. If you're listening to my podcast, uh, my appearance on the podcast last week, I had Slade winning this. Slade, it took not one, but two doors. Spoiler alert. Go check it out. It's still worth a while. The plunder in this match, absolutely deafening blows. Each guy getting rattled with weapons, guys. Weaponry, but not just weaponry, but the hardest hits. Hard-hitting action. Alexander Lee was able to get out ahead a little bit and put Slade through two doors, which, you know, put him on Dream Street just enough. But Slade was able to walk out on his own two legs. It, this I don't know if this one's over for these two, but... If you're Slade, I mean, Slade's not backing down. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if these two wanted to go at it again. And it's up to Alexander Lee to decide if he would want to. But absolutely incredible stuff from both guys. Two of the toughest people 
that I have seen in quite some time. Randy, you knew what you were going to get into making this match. Was it everything you thought it would be and more? I mean, I just, you never know what to expect from these two, regardless if there's rules on the match or not. So taking them away is a little terrifying as someone who is trying to keep a venue and not have anyone harmed. Uh, <laughs> there was there was a lot going on here. They were swinging at each other with boat oars. Uh, Alexander Lee legit got hit in the fucking head with a boat oar. And uh, that one got a squeal out of me, won't lie. Uh, it was just gnarly. It was just gnarly. I just got sent the pictures of the show today from willow picks and there's there's a gnarly shot of alexander lee who's already bleeding from the head uh with an elbow full of thumbtacks that is just i mean it tells a story of uh how tough that dude is uh pulled through i think if slade hadn't married himself at the end of the match to choking out alexander lee uh, i think he would have had a good chance to put him away he, he had a moment there and i think really sold himself that the choke was going to get the job done and lee uh, somehow able to pull through, counter, get back to his feet, and then just drive him through the second door. And that was enough, like Troy said, to get the victory for Lee uh, for the second time over Slade. So uh, we'll see if uh, there's another match in the making or what's next for Slade in general after the loss. I mean, sounds like basically a night the bounty in Bangor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was, it was a spectacle, that's for sure. And there were, I, I could tell there were a lot of, first time uh fans at the show in herman this time i could tell by uh where we were sending the tickets out it was a lot of first time fans and i think uh the reactions were awesome of people who just did not have any expectation of what they were about to witness with this hardcore match so uh that was pretty fun to watch as well and i think it'll be fun to watch on the watch back and did you say a bow door no like a like a boat oar Oh, a boat or they said yeah. a bow door. And I'm like, what is this crazy shit that Randy's coming up with now where they find this <laughs> stuff? Gotcha. A boat. She got hit right in the head. Of, oh right in God. the head. Yeah. Slade uh, was swinging for the fences with it, too. Yeah, definitely a night at the bounty. No doubt about it. I was uh, wondering, how do you how do you top Eddie Edwards and Alec Price? And then that happened. And I was in vested as the fans will be when that comes available on IWTV. There was a fucking uh like a choke slam into a bin of barbed wire. Oh, the bin shattered the barbed wire. Oh my god. Guys, excellent excellent stuff. I don't I I don't know why. I'm I'm friendly enough with Alexander Lee where I don't think we'd ever end up in an anything goes match, but I don't I don't want to wrestle Slade anytime soon. I'll tell you that much. I don't. So it intermission wise was this before intermission or after that was what brought us to intermission wow okay so how do you like so rainy how do you figure out where to slot that on a card is it real i mean it really can't be a bad spot for because it it's such a spectacle right i mean here's the thing is like when you're when you're legitimately following one of the matches of the year and alec price and eddie edwards it's going to be tough either way but uh, this certainly was an awesome match to put right after that and going into intermission because it was such uh, such a spectacle. People knew it was going to be madness, and the ones who didn't know, <laughs> they had a ride, you know. But uh, I think this was awesome to put right there, uh, a five-match first half, capping off with something that we're obviously going to have to clean up from as well. But uh, it's a nice way, and I think time-wise, it sent us into intermission very well. Mm. So after intermission, Kings of Drip. MSP taking on Ava Ever and was supposed to be Charles Mason. We talked a lot about that at least last week, what these guys are going to have to prepare for, the unexpected. But as I mentioned in the beginning, 
you know, Champ Matthews having to be slotted in, Ricky Smokes getting the opportunity, and not only an opportunity, a, a huge opportunity against one of the best tag teams in the game right now in MSP. MSP picking up the victory over Ava Everett and Ricky Smokes. So a little bit of a change there, Troy, but the guy still pulled it off. Drip, drip. Ava Everett is crazy as ever. Apparently, cadaver tossing season started earlier for Charlie, Charles Mason this year. I think it usually starts in November. I uh, couldn't make an appearance. Yes, I, I know what I just said. Um, Ricky Smokes, very talented. Ava Everett saw something in him. An art project, if you will, from the artiste Ava Everett. Um, MSP, again, prepare for Charles Mason. Got the rookie instead. A very game rookie. I think Ricky Smokes showed up for work on Friday night. Um, they did fall short. MSP um, bouncing back again. I always put them and Rip Bison kind of in a similar column. Um, pick up a big win, and then they take a loss. They pick up a big win, and then they take a loss. Uh, MSP was coming off that loss against the Work Horsemen. Previously, a victory in the Four Corners tag. Um, this was This match had... Uh, a little bit of business behind it when they tried to cut out the uh, gauge slots where Danger Kid has holes in his ears. They were going to try to cut them open. And I feel like MSP got a little bit of a measure of revenge by defeating Ava Everett and Ricky Smokes. But I have a feeling that that one isn't uh, done and buried yet uh, until Charles Mason is a part of the affair. Very impressive still on the part of MSP. Ava Everett, I don't know if you're keeping track at home, guys. Four straight losses and limitless for Ava Everett. Wow. Wins and losses count. Um, Charles Mason, mixed bag as well. They have an agenda. And, uh, you know, it's one thing. If they're going to carry out their agenda, I'm left to believe that they're going to want to start stacking some wins. But they, they, You know, who am I to say? Who am I to say? I mean, they, the proof is in the pudding. They need to get the wins. Well, I don't even that. know where they're at right now in terms of the agenda because Ava Everett comes out there uh, – kind of motherfucking Charles Mason saying, you know, you weren't here for me last month against love, Doug, you weren't here for me tonight. You don't see my vision. So I, uh, he doesn't, not that he doesn't see his vision. It doesn't fit his prerogative. Charles Mason's a weirdo. And I've said it's a before. wild card. He beats yeah, his wild card. He's very weird. I don't know what he is trying to pull with a lot of the things he does. I don't like a lot of the things he does, but you know, I, I don't know if uh, maybe for all we know where, I mean, we're supposed to see him this coming weekend. Let's let's see if he shows up for work. Let's see. <laughs> let's see. Well, let's see indeed. At the end of the day, MSP picking up the victory, and they move on to uh, more action on this Saturday. Co-main event of the evening, so to speak, when it comes to uh, slotting of the card. Davian returning to action. Of course, the, uh, the albatross, pun fully intended, off around her neck. Good to go. Taking on uh, new impact signee Masha Slamovich, returning to Herman Maine, returning to Limitless once again. Davian picking up the big win here and uh, continuing her impressive uh, winning streak. Great 2021 for her. And, and Randy, uh, up and up for Davian. Yeah, I was uh, so curious and still am to see if uh, all of Team Davian would kind of keep the momentum rolling because, man, uh, watching Euphoria back, uh, what a moment it was when Team Davian got the win. Uh, knocking Alba out of Limitless Wrestling for the rest of 2021, knocking him off this podcast. Uh, a whole lot of good coming from that matchup. But it was going to be interesting to see on this show if Becca and Davian specifically, could they keep the momentum rolling? Becca did that in Brad, with Brad Cashew in 31 seconds. And Davian, a very hard-hitting matchup here. 
Masha Slamovich traveling seemingly all over the country right now. And you have to wonder if that begins to catch up with you. Uh, Davian able to pull off the victory, but another impressive showing from Masha Slamovich, who's now one and one since her return to Limitless Wrestling. Troy, your thoughts? Uh, Masha Slamovich, very impressive, as always. We talked about her victory over Ava Everett last outing in Herman, Maine. Uh, Davian, that bread and butter, that Boston Crab is the you know the proof is in the pudding. It's one thing to beat John Alba with it, whatever, but to defeat Masha Slamovich with it, crank that hold, sit back, relax, and make Masha tap out. Not just pin it, but make her tap out. Davian's very impressive. We talk about Becca uh, putting her name on the list for a possible Limitless Wrestling Championship bout. I think Davian needs to be in that discussion with you know the eight-person tag victory, that victory versus Masha, the victory versus Alley Catch. Davian has been on just as much of a role as anybody in Limitless Wrestling, and this has got to be the most important one. Uh, a victory over Masha. We'll talk about her upcoming bout this coming weekend uh, a little bit later on, but Davian, perhaps arguably on a card where everyone was out to impress, Davian might have been the most impressive. Yeah, and it's very similar to to Alec Price. I don't know if Davian would ever want to be compared to Alec Price, but the competition getting better and better, and she keeps picking up victories, you know, against people. That have been seen other other places coming through, obviously in the uh, the big eight eight woman tag we talked about, or the eight man tag rather, from the anniversary show. Big opportunities, big spots, big things ahead potentially for Davian, Randy. Huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say just like Troy, she's on a similar level as Becca, if not, maybe deserves it a little more. She didn't have a chance. Uh, she wasn't in the Vacation Land Cup this year. Becca was, and didn't get the job done against JT Dunn. So. Uh, there's so many people in Limitless right now, seemingly with the uh, like the competition heating up and people being able to stack some victories. You know, they have a claim to the conversation of getting a title shot, but uh, we got two people fighting for that opportunity this weekend. So we'll see where we go after that. Very true. And finally, main event of the evening. This was it. Dango, Dirty Dango, for the very first time in Limitless Wrestling, wrestling competing, teaming up with the Limitless World Champion, Anthony Green. And the one and only Ace Romero t- named the release party. Love that name. Love that name. Taking on again the Albalist Prestigious in six-man tag team action. The release party, Dango, AG, and AC picking up the victory. And the good guys went at the end of the night, Troy. I was gonna say, well, the good guy. <laughs> you call them the good guys. Uh yeah, prestigious. It had a lot of trouble getting out of the box. You know, it was obviously the seasoned vets on the other side of the ring that were controlling the early going. And I don't know if a John Albalus prestigious is necessarily the reason for the loss. I saw the prestigious back in the spring and at the very beginning of the summer put together a nice little string of victories without Alba by their side. Um, I think that it's a matter of they had never been put in that position. Brett Ryan Goslin, Channing Thomas, and Mac Daniels are all highly impressive that was the main event that wasn't just the main event against any old team that was the main event against ace romero the limitless wrestling champion anthony green and dango that's a murderer's row the release party you kind of get a giggle out of it but you have to remember where they were released from the dance all three of them they came from Big, big surroundings, very well-earned surroundings. And they find themselves back here 
it's it's a testament to who they are. They are some of the top competitors in the world at professional wrestling. The prestigious worked very hard, and I think they got a little bit outclassed at the end. They showed signs. They showed glimpses of what they have been capable of for a long time. But at the end, you know, it literally, it came down to Dango jumping from the rafters. They got caught. They didn't see it coming, and I didn't see it coming. Myself and Johnny Torres had no idea where Dango went. We thought Prestigious had it in the bag until we saw Dango make his way towards the top of the arena there in Herman, the ballroom, and dive off, and that was it. That was it. They could not recover. And, you know... I think they're going to be back. I think the prestigious, a John Albalus prestigious, is going to learn from this. I think if this match happened again, I think prestigious learns from their mistakes. I think AG and Ace and Dango wrestle that same match, but I think prestigious wrestles it smarter, makes them work harder. And they were very close to picking up the victory last time. But I, I, like I said, I think that the best days of prestigious are yet to come. That's what I think. Randy, the Dango dive, was there was that a surprise for you? It was a surprise. Uh, I did not expect Dango to uh, be jumping off the rafters onto anyone that night. So that was quite a shock for everybody, a shock for me as well. Um, but, man, uh, such a fun main event. Uh, Dango, AG, and Ace, an incredible energy about him out there. And prestigious, I mean, what a challenge for them, especially coming off, you know, it's – they really wanted to get back on track after losing to Team Davian. Now they don't have Alba in their corner. Uh, so much, like so much, has changed so quickly for them, and and it was going to be very interesting to see how they adapt to now. You know, stepping to literally top tier competition in Limitless Wrestling. Ace Romero, who has been main eventing since day one and has had success at the main event level. Anthony Green, the champion, Dirty Dango, someone who people have been waiting to debut for quite some time, like you guys said, has been to the dance, was in the dance for 15-plus years. Uh, that's a lot. That's a lot for uh, for your first kind of match without a piece of the puzzle, so to speak. So uh, I agree with Troy. I think if this match happened again, I think Prestigious would be uh, way more well-prepared. And I think they do learn a lot from a matchup like this, but – it's going to be interesting to see if they can pull it together and get back on track at Fresh Blood because another very interesting competition coming up for them this weekend that we'll talk about. And uh, real quick, take us backstage. How was how was Dango? How I mean, this was obviously his first in-ring appearance as some of you guys have been talking about forever. And how was, uh, how was the mood with him backstage? Oh, he was great. Um, he got to meet a lot of the people who were on this show last time at Euphoria. So... Um, was familiar with a few people. He knew Eddie Edwards. He was stoked that Eddie was on the show because those two used to team way back in the day. So mm -hmm. uh, those are two guys who knew each other well before they both got signed somewhere. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I saw some awesome pictures with a lot of people who had been waiting to see him for quite some time. Like uh, there were a lot of fans very excited to meet him. And he was super cool after the show, stayed out, took pictures with everyone, signing autographs. Um, he uh, got a sick picture with uh, Beavis May. They they go back the way best. back in the main the wrestling absolute scene. best in the goddamn business, Beavis May. I saw that picture. I saw. Uh, I need a picture, a picture with Beavis with May. I What's need that? a picture with Beavis May still. Oh, we'll make it happen. Oh, Harry Aaron. He might be there Saturday. Oh, I don't want to see him. 
right. Wow. And <laughs> 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 I took the words out of Randy's mouth. He's probably choking over there. Well, I mean, hey, it was uh, it was a good time. It was great to have him on the show. <laughs> Um, and I think we'll be seeing a lot more Dirty Dango and Limitless Wrestling moving forward. Maybe Beavis can manage Dirty Dango. I think that'd be great for business. D- yeah, I mean, uh, maybe you too. <laughs> my favorite. He's my favorite. And when is it uh, expected to hit IWTV? I think probably the next time that we talk on this podcast, I'll have a set air date. So uh, be on the lookout for that, though, on socials. But I think within the next few days, we'll have something locked down. And it's a good point to bring up that if you're not subscribed to independentwrestling.tv, do so now. Use the code LIMITLESS. You watch over well over 100 hours of Limitless Wrestling plus any promotions from all over the world. It's like 10 bucks a month. It's it's great stuff. Catch up on everything you missed with Limitless if you missed anything and independentwrestling.tv. Let's move ahead now to Fresh Blood. Second ever one coming up this Saturday night, Yarmouth, Maine. Under 70 tickets remain. Now, that may seem like a lot to some people. These things are going to go like this. Don't Again, don't be like I was uh, over a year ago or whatever it was when I showed up in the cold expecting to buy a ticket. And luckily, by the grace of God, someone actually happened to have one there. But under seven tickets remain. Buy them now. They're going to be available on LimitlessWrestling.com until Friday night. And Randy, these things are going to go, I'd say, pretty quick. Yeah. um, As the last time I checked, there's 65 available, but... Uh, a few have gone today, so just don't miss out. Um, it's going to be a very fun show. It's kind of a refreshing lineup, I think, we posted on Twitter today because it's uh, a lot of first-time matchups, a lot of debuts, a lot of long-awaited returns. So um, it's a really fun time, and a lot of fresh faces will be in the house for it. So uh, grab your tickets. They'll be on sale, as you said, until Friday. Uh, and then if we do have any available at the door, we'll let you know ahead of time. And obviously follow on social media for that. We'll talk about that in a second. But let's go to the card real quick. Davey Richards, I believe, making his uh, Limitless Wrestling debut, taking on Big Beef, someone that is coming off that strap match against Rip Bison, uh, coming off his, uh, his his failed opportunity in the Vacation Land Cup. He's looking to make an impact. Fans are seeming to take him. Davey Richards all over the place now, MLW, wherever you want to see him. He's out there now, Randy. You've, uh, you've got him coming in for Saturday night. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, Davey Richards, the kind of resurgence of Davey Richards, who uh, was MIA, really, his wrestling career on hold. And I think a lot of people thought that he would never be back. Uh, I think he took like something like three and a half or four years off, maybe more, um, and now has hit the independent scene, has just dove right back in and is having incredible matches, uh, wrestling numerous times per weekend, and is really just back at it. And uh, what better test for big beef than someone like Davey Richards, who's a world-class competitor, um, has had an absolutely incredible career. And beef now, it's sink or swim for him. It's a big opportunity uh, coming off a couple matches that didn't quite go his way. But uh, as you said, Josh, the fans have really taken to big beef. He's become kind of a, a fan favorite seemingly online very quickly. A lot of people... Uh, has been very impressed with his outings, very impressed with his matches against Rip Bison. And now uh, we're really turning it up a notch for Big Beef. We'll see if he can hang. And Troy, uh, David Richards, obviously, as we've talked about, well-traveled. He's going to a very unique individual, Big Beef. Guy, it's, it's big. He is nasty when he needs to be. He is uh, also aerial when he needs to be. He can do it all. And uh, I'm sure David Richards faced a lot of great competition. He's going to be facing... Something very unique in Big Beef on Saturday. 
If there's one match on this card this coming weekend that personifies what fresh blood has become all about at Limitless Wrestling, it's taking the most seasoned veteran in the in the room, somebody like a Davy Richards of all people, and pairing him up with Gnarls Garvin, big beef, who is brash, he's loud, he's boisterous, and all of those things show out when he wrestles and competes in the ring. Davy Richards is had this resurgence. And you take a look at or all around the indies of the likes, you know, he's get, got a chance now to compete against the uh, the Daniel Garcias and the like. Beef's a different kind of competitor. Uh, yes, he did, in fact, suffer a loss at the hands of Alec Price as a reserve in the Vacation Land Cup. As a reserve, you are left to believe, you know, you have to show up for work ready to compete. But odds are you're thinking it's not going to happen. That was not the case. Love Doug taken out of commission by Mason and uh, Ava Everett. Beef had his opportunity. He was down there pacing all day, and you didn't think you, he didn't think he was going to see him. He came all the way up from that Mid-South area for an opportunity, for a chance, and he made the most of it against Alec Price, even in defeat. And that's why he finds himself up against Eddie Edwards. I'm sorry, uh, Davey Richards, in a match that he can prepare for. A very prepared Beef is, is a monster. It's dangerous for anybody. Ask Rip Bison. Rip Bison is still feeling it in his arm in his matches that he's competed against in beef. And we're talking months and months, and Rip is still feeling it. That could just as easily be Davey Richards. And it doesn't matter. We talk about Beckham. We talk about Davey N. There's a number one contender's bout between JT Dunn and Alec Price. Big beef defeats Davey Richards. Got to be shot to the front of the line. Not easier said than done, 100%. How do you not put beef at the top of the Anthony Green list if he defeats Davey Richards? And truth be told, guys, I think it can be done. Hmm. Now, that would be very interesting. We'll have to see what happens Saturday night. David Richards, obviously, probably looking ahead to maybe a limitless world title shot down the road with a win. We go down the further down the card. Becca, which we talked about just a minute ago, looking to keep her win streak going against Trisha Adora, recently uh, or signed with Ring of Honor, competing in their women's title tournament recently. And uh, Troy, I guess we'll, we'll start with you. This is, again, just like I talked about, you have, you have Becca with win streak. Facing a, a new opponent in Trisha Dora, I believe making her limitless debut here. And this uh, may have not made, she's asked to watch the tape and kind of see how she can, uh, she can do in this one. Uh, absolutely. And Becca is absolutely a rising star in limitless wrestling. She has an unenviable task ahead of her in the form of Trisha Dora. I was able to watch the ring of honor uh, women's championship tournament very closely. Trisha Dora. Uh, and I'll, I'll give a shout out. You know, we're talking about limitless wrestling. I'll give a shout out to Roxy. She is the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Very impressive. Trisha Dora, in my opinion, was the standout member of this tournament. She had the toughest route to get to the finals. Um, an eight-year veteran of the U.S. Army. Um, Team 3D Academy trained. She has credentials. And it's one thing to have the credentials, but to back it up is another. And Trisha Dora does that at every stage. Uh, the Pan-African Champion. She represents, you know, a culture, a, a, a wonderful culture. Um, and, you know, she brings that to the table with her every time she goes out there. And I think it's something to be marveled at. Becca is in for a test. You know, she is in for a test. We said that she's got her name perhaps in the hat for that Limitless Wrestling Championship bout. This is her test. 
to see if she can get past the Davy Ends the next level, the Alec Prices, the JT Duns. Uh, I do believe that Trisha Dora is going to be the biggest test of Becca's young career. And I, I am very much looking forward to being on the call for that match this coming weekend. Randy, I mean, I don't know what else can be said, but we'll, we'll, any other thoughts? Yeah, I think Troy hit it on the head. I mean, it's another big test for Becca. And she's someone who more often than not this year has been able to rise to the occasion in big match opportunities like this. But Trisha Dora, I think, brings something totally different to the table than anyone Becca's wrestled in a limitless ring thus far. So uh, I'm very interested to see how Becca can adapt and kind of make the most of the situation, pick her spots to strike and figure out how she can take down Trisha Dora because not many on the independent scene have been able to do it lately. Randy Prestigious trying to snap their recent losing streak, their Albulous Ways, taking on the returning Waves and Curls, and everyone's favorite, feel their heart beating. It's Love Doug, six-man tag team action coming up on Saturday. I can already feel Prestigious being pissed off about this matchup, especially after losing Friday and Herman. So uh, I'm interested if this is a bad time to catch Prestigious or if it's the absolute right time to catch them because – as we said, there is no John Alba. There's that missing puzzle piece. And now the questions start to circulate. After two straight losses for them, are they going to be able to hang as a trio in Limitless Wrestling? And they've got a very, very interesting opposition here. Waves and Curls, Love Doug. Waves and Curls really showed out on the road. That's where they came into Limitless Wrestling. That's where they first got their opportunities. And they really grew from there. We saw them on some of the closed taping uh, limitless shows that we did throughout the pandemic on IWTV. But now this is their first time in front of the Yarmouth crowd, their Yarmouth main debut in front of people and love Doug, who has become beloved in the building coming off the biggest win of his career in limitless wrestling, defeating Ava Everett in the art canvas death match. Feels like a good time to be waves and curls and love Doug wrestling this contest against prestigious. And Troy, uh, Ways and Curls and, and Love Doug, as you mentioned, uh, as Randy mentioned, they love to have fun, but they can't screw around. They can't take prestigious uh, you know, lightly because these guys are coming in with a chip on their shoulder. And yeah, they're going to uh, they have to bring their A game come Saturday night. Absolutely. And, you know, you take a look at prestigious coming off of a loss, few and far between for them. You look at Waves and Curls also coming off a loss against the competition back in Herman, Maine. But Love Doug riding this wave. What, what a wave that love will make you feel. I'm a big Love Doug fan. Big win against Ava Everett. Now it's time to put something together. Doug is, you know, we talk about people that are in line for Limitless Wrestling Championship. Doug is not certainly at the top of that list. I don't know where he is on that list, and that's okay. Doug's happy to be here. Doug's working hard. And this would be what he needs to get in the right direction. Imagine being a part of a team that could defeat prestigious. Now the guard is kind of changed. Now you're thinking about waves and curls as a tag team getting to step up. Love Doug perhaps is a singles competitor stepping up. So I'm very curious to see what he can do. Or sorry, not just love Doug, but love Doug and waves and curls can do at the expense of prestigious. So we'll see what happens. Um, Pick me a winner. My mind says prestigious. My heart says love Doug in waves and curls. I like when those two have to battle each other. We'll see what happens this week. Clash of styles. Without a doubt. We talked a little bit about last week, Ace Romero against uh, the very buzzworthy Casey Navarro coming to limitless. And this is a, uh, uh, yeah, the clash of styles. I don't know if that, that does it justice, Randy. This is i uh, I'm trying to figure out how this is going to go. 
And every time I do, I'm like, ah, maybe I'll go this way, this, this way. It's going to be very interesting Saturday night seeing these two go in there. It really is. And I think these mismatches are very intriguing for Ace Romero because where we've seen success, we've also seen failure. And some of his first slip-ups in Limitless Wrestling came to some high flyers that kind of resemble the in-ring style of Casey Navarro. And Casey, uh, it's amazing it took this long to get him in Limitless Wrestling, certainly someone who's been on the radar for quite some time. And uh, Fresh Blood specifically is a show where we look to bring in talent who we haven't had the chance to work with for one reason or another and ended up working out here. And uh, I think this could be a perfect opportunity for Casey to not only make a name for himself in Limitless Wrestling, but to maybe defeat a pillar of Limitless Wrestling, one of the OGs here in Limitless Wrestling on his first night here. Mm. Troy, your thoughts? Um, I have had the pleasure of commentating a plethora of Casey Navarro matches, uh, now defunct what promotion out of Rhode Island. And Casey Navarro is the definition of heart. I've seen him compete against the likes of Sammy Callahan. I've seen him go toe-to-toe and defeat guys like Dan Moth. Um, Ace Romero might have a problem on his hand. Ace Romero, you know, I don't think he got lax this weekend against Prestigious. He was having a good time in there. That isn't a bad thing. But I think if he goes into the ring and has a good time, a little bit lackadaisical against somebody like Casey Navarro, he's going to be in a lot of trouble. Um, I know that Ace will not be going in with the same mindset against Navarro that he went in there against Prestigious with AG and Dangle by his side. If Ace eases up, if Ace loses track of time, what's going on? Navarro will make him pay. Um, I'm very excited for him. I'm very excited for the Limitless fans that may not be aware of the talent that Navarro brings to the table. Odds on favorite is Ace, but I've been wrong before about Casey Navarro. Um, if there's one match that I've been really excited to talk about, it's this one. Um, going to be on the call for that one. And again, guys, if you're thinking Ace is just going to eat him up because of his size, you're going to have to think again. Mm. You're going to have to think again. Next up, we talked about it earlier. Davy N continuing with her hot 2021 taking on, we think, Charles Mason. We talked about him a little bit earlier. The uh, just the epitome of evil and someone that uh, is no uh, no favorite to the Yarmouth faithful. And, and uh, Troy, I guess we'll start with you. You've had your run-ins with Mr. Mason in the past. Davian, uh, you know she's got the she got the attitude, and she's on a she's on a mission. It seems, but Charles Mason is a different kind of animal altogether. He certainly is. Uh, Charles Mason, like I said, he he's preyed upon the women of Limitless in the past. Um, he more than likely barking up the wrong tree if he tries to do that with Davy N. Like I said earlier in the evening, very impressive as of late. Um, if she could slap on that Boston Crab to Charles Mason, there's no doubt in my mind he will submit. Um, but again, Charles Mason's a master of mind games. I'm curious to see if he can get into the head of Davy N. That's going to be his key going into this contest. I think there is a little bit of an aura behind him. We have not seen him in two shows. We were wondering where he was against Love Dog when Ava Everett was there. We were wondering where he was in the tag team match. I think a lot of questions are going to get answered, but I'm curious if they're going to get answered at the expense of Davey N. Time will tell this weekend. And Randy's a case of some two people that love to dish out pain, and they're getting to hook it up on Saturday. 
They are. And it kind of feels like we're in the midst of Davian's revenge tour here at the end of 2021, because all the people who wronged Davian at the beginning of the year, uh, she's been able to get back at him. She was able to defeat Ava Everett, put her behind her. She was able to get rid of John Alba for the rest of 2021 and get prestigious off her back. And now Charles Mason, he kind of feels like another, maybe the last piece to that puzzle, because he's the one who, if we look back months and months ago, when the scrunchy squad was trying to get it done as a tag team, uh, he's the one who choked out Davian after a miscommunication between her and Becca and was able to pick up the victory for himself and Ava Everett. And now Davian getting her chance to go one-on-one with Charles Mason, no distraction, no miscommunication available. So uh, we'll see how she fares. I'm very interested to see it and if she can keep this hot streak alive. And then finally, we've talked about it before. Talk about Hold it again. Hold on one second. Oh, Wait boy. Wait a second. Okay. Let's all right, down. We do have a main event to talk about, guys. There's something else I want to talk about. And I think that Randy said I could have the floor real quick. Um, we celebrated six years of Limitless Wrestling in September. There was a picture taken before the show of all the people that have been involved since the very beginning. Uh, the MSP, Ace Romero, Eric Greenleaf, um, Ethan Scott, Anthony Green, and myself. Uh, I was a competitor on the very first Limitless Wrestling show. Very proud to have been a part of Limitless Wrestling since day one. Fresh Blood is all about the old and the new of Limitless Wrestling. Those that have set a foundation, those that perhaps we have not seen in a while that have impressed, and those that are the future of Limitless Wrestling, New England Pro Wrestling, Independent Wrestling, and Professional Wrestling as a whole. I feel like I've been a very you know, small part, but yet favorable part of Limitless Wrestling. And, you know, I've taken a little bit of a break here and there from the ring, but I find myself just, you know, not necessarily recently, but over the past few weeks and months, getting myself a little bit back on track because I feel like I still have a little bit to offer in the professional wrestling side of things, the in-ring side of things. At Fresh Blood 2021, this coming weekend... This podcast dropping on a Wednesday. You might see the graphic on Thursday, but you heard it here first. I have been offered a match this coming weekend at Fresh Blood. Whoa. And it's going to be the Limitless Wrestling Originals, Year One, Gen One, MSP, and Top Shelf Troy Nelson versus the current day, the future of Limitless Wrestling, the Circus Ninjas. That's ringleader Midas, Jay Lyon, and Nolo Katano. In wow. a six-man tag match. Guys, this weekend, I've been blessed to be a part of it. I've had many people cheer me. I've had a few people boo me. But rest assured, this weekend, Troy Nelson is going to show up for work. Rand, you broke the bank. Bring it back, top show of Troy. Look at you. That we did, that we did, and uh, I'm super excited for this one. Uh, Top Shelf and MSP, day one, Limitless Wrestling on the very first show. They've seen this thing from the ground up, and it's going to be very interesting to put them in the ring, like Troy said, with kind of what seems like the next generation of Limitless that we're seeing develop right before our very eyes, the main event of Nolo Katano, who uh, had an incredible matchup with Prestigious back at Leave No Doubt in Herman in August. You can see that on IWTV. 
and now returning to trios action. Uh, Troy, is this the first time that you've teamed with MSP in trios action or, or any kind of action? This is the first time we've teamed together as a team. Uh, I have taken on Danger Kid in four-corner tag action for the House of Glory Tag Team Championships on the third ever Limitless Wrestling show. Um, I have driven many miles with the MSP. I have spent the night at their houses. They spent the night at my place. Uh, we, we, we are friends. We are good friends. And I think that we're going to make even better partners this weekend. As far as how the match goes, main event's coming off a tough loss. You want my opinion now? Do you want top shelf Troy Nelson's opinion going into this match? Let's go. Main event, main event have looked sharp before. I don't think they look too sharp this weekend. And it's a, a mountain of a man like Max Smashmaster and Mortar in front of you. Main event, if you're listening, listen loud and clear. I respect you. But if you hit me with these lackadaisical kicks that you are throwing at Max Smashmaster and Mortar, if your strikes are not crisp, I will make you pay. Nolo Katano, I've seen the martial arts of someone like Kai Katana, uh, sorry, uh, someone like uh, Janai Kai in recent weeks. If you don't bring that style to the table, you will fall to me and MSP. I want the absolute best out of you three so that when, when MSP and myself defeat you, I will be able to have a sly smile across my face, Frank. Well, I'm going to try to follow that. We're talking about the main event. I mean, that sounds like a great main event, but this is the real main event of the evening. The number one contender for the Limitless Wrestling World Championship, currently held by AG Anthony Green, will be decided. Alec, the prize price, taking on JT Dunn. I mean, we've talked about this for a couple of weeks. We've talked about Alec Price getting the shit kicked out of him again by Eddie Edwards this past week, still picking up the victory. And then you have JT Dunn, this guy that is sometimes overlooked in Limitless, but just keeps coming and coming and winning and winning. One of the smartest guys, most cunning guys in the promotion. And he wants that Limitless Wrestling World title as well. He's come close so many times, but has not been able to get it. And now he has another chance to get a chance at that. Randy, this is uh, this is going to be a great match. It's a big-time matchup. And uh, JT Dunn really called his shot, knocking out Alec Price at the six-year anniversary event and uh, really airing his grievances. Uh, he feels he's been overlooked. He feels that he deserves opportunities. And, I mean, JT has never had a one-on-one -on -one opportunity for the Limitless Wrestling Championship, uh, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah. With how long he's been here, with how many big-time matches he's had. And he had valid points when he was talking on the microphone at Euphoria. But I don't know if that's the way you handle your business. And it's certainly, if you heard the prize afterwards, if you watched the Euphoria stream on IWTV, Alec Price, not a happy camper with JT Dunn, looking to put his foot through his skull. And Alec's got to watch out. That's all I'll say. Alex riding a wave of momentum right now. He's got three straight huge victories in Limitless Wrestling under his belt. But now you got to watch out for the thing that took you away from championship contention in the first place. you got to watch out for a death by elbow, which has left him laying on numerous occasions. It took him out of the Vacation Land Cup finals, and now it's the one thing standing in his way from getting a championship opportunity. Troy, this is, uh, is going to be a great match. I don't know what else we can say, but this is going to be great. You know, if, you, if, if this show was last week and we switched, you know, roles... Everything that I wanted to say about this match has changed in the course of 
a week. You know, JT Dunn is a seasoned veteran. He's done so much in New England wrestling. He's done just about all you can do in New England wrestling, except for win that Limitless Wrestling Championship, which has become arguably the most sought-after prize in New England wrestling, perhaps indie wrestling. If you asked me last week who's winning this match, I say that Alec Price is going to learn something in this match. I know he's going to do well. I think he's going to surprise JT, but I think JT Dunn will be able to lay him out with death by elbow. That, that's After your last. Co- no, that is not. And that's, oh. that's exactly it, Josh. After the big victory against Eddie Edwards, that surprise kick, landing, trading strikes with Eddie Edwards. If you let Alec Price meet JT Dunn eye to eye, one on one, no Vacation Land Cup uh, first round matches before them against Big B for Becca. If you match those two up, I'm going to go out on a limb and pick Alec Price to win this match, guys. I, I, he's, it's undeniable. He defeated Eddie Edwards. JT Dunn thinks this is just his for the taking. And that has always been JT Dunn's problem. It's always been his problem. And I think JT Dunn is a world-class competitor. But if he goes into this match thinking the way I think he's thinking, that he's going to be able to just bully this kid, then he is sadly mistaken. And Alec Price is going to make him pay and become number one contender in the process. JT Dunn, if you're listening to this, I respect you. Do not take Alec Price lightly. End of story. And also in action on this card, Rip Bison, Ava Everett, and of course all the other surprises. You never know what's going to happen at a limitless show. Randy, anything more to say about uh, Fresh Blood this Saturday? Uh, Nothing else. I think we touched on everything and another awesome podcast. I I love having the two of you here. And uh, this Saturday, again, tickets on sale until Friday night. LimitlessWrestling.com slash tickets under 70 remain already. So get yours if you want to be there. Uh, If you hear this early on Wednesday, we're shipping until 1 p.m. Wednesday. Tickets are shipping until 1 p.m. Wednesday. So if you buy after that, they're going to be held for you at the door under the buyer's name. Other than that, we'll see you Saturday for Fresh Blood. Sounds great. And Randy, before we go, real quick, I know we're going long, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you any comment. On what we heard today, news-wise, is recording this, Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty signed a full-time AEW deals. Obviously, Garcia has been part of Limitless, the uh, reigning world champion for a long time. Moriarty says one of his home promotions, and these two guys getting a a big opportunity in AEW. Yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, Moriarty, uh, we found out about a little bit before the uh, Euphoria six-year anniversary event, so um, was very cool to be able to congratulate him in person and uh, just the response too from people who uh, were so happy for Lee and had only seen him live actually a couple times, but were able to follow him somewhat through Limitless Wrestling in the pandemic. Uh, very cool to see the love he received. And I think we all felt it was inevitable for Daniel Garcia, for real. Uh, it was a matter of time. And uh, man, if I was Tony Khan, I'd want him on my team any day of the week. Uh, he's an amazing person. Uh, very motivated and determined person. And uh, we said it in our posts. I think he's, I think he's the blueprint for wrestlers moving forward. I think a lot of wrestlers who come up in the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, are going to look back on how Daniel Garcia, how his run went, his story, what he overcame uh, and how he really kind of 
got himself into the right position that he felt right about before signing a contract. He, he really got to where he wanted to be in a position that he wanted to be in and made it happen all on his own. So uh, it's a testament to his, uh, his work ethic, his will to make something happen. And he did it. So uh, very happy for Daniel. And another testament to this very promotion. You see these guys here and these girls here, you're going to see them on the big time soon enough. Just, that's just the way it happens, especially these days. Really great thing we've built here. Uh, anyway, before I let you go, mind you, social media at LW Main on Twitter, Limitless Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, 925,000 subscribers, 345 million views. Holy shit. Uh, you can also follow Randy on Twitter, Randy underscore Carver, LW on Twitter, to at Top Shelf Troy on Twitter. And I'm on Twitter, Josh Nason, J O S H N A S O N. And obviously, LimitlessWrestling.com for all your ticket and merchandise needs. We'll be back with you hopefully soon talking about this show. Hopefully, maybe do it. my first Ask Limitless, Randy, coming up in the future. I'd love to do that. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff ahead this weekend. Fresh blood. We'll see you guys there. Until next time, keep supporting indie wrestling.